Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Jared. And we're the Sci-Fi Scholars. And this is our Ex Machina review. So unlike a lot of sci-fi movies, Ex Machina is more of a slow thinking style movie rather than like your high-end action, like space battles or like combat. It's Definitely. It's more just uh, exploring the ideas behind an AI and like the Turing test and where the difference between consciousness and design and actual intelligence lies rather than what cool tech can we make? Obviously, the- There's lots of cool tech in it though. Yes. And they kind of felt like his company was a parallel of Google. In a way, yeah. Just just the way that they described, what was the name of it now? Flip. Uh, blue. Blue Books or something? Blue Book. Yeah, I think it's Blue Book. Let's go with that for the rest of this review. It's, it's definitely not Bluetooth. That's an intelligent <laughs> different technology. But they also basically, so they had a lot of cool tech in it, yeah. but they kind of ignored it. Like it was- it was just there. It yeah. wasn't the reason for the story and they, or they were just like, well, if you like it, awesome, but we're not going to put an emphasis on it. No, and obviously the so the main characters are Ava the AI, then Nathan and Caleb. Yes. So Nathan's the guy who coded Blue Book, the search engine, and then used that as the basis for his AI. And he comes across as a massive dick for the majority of the movie. Because it kind of is. Like, there's, there's a couple <laughs> of scenes where he's not, but it's also he's put himself in isolation working on his AI and he's got tons of money and he thinks he's better than everyone else. Yeah, he definitely but, thinks that. But, like, it's also suggested that he is actually a better programmer than pretty much anyone else on planet Earth, that, which is why he's in the situation where he can do... And he thinks differently. Like, a lot of really big tech people have earned lots of money by thinking about a problem differently to the industry currently is, and that's how they make their money. So, And how they push forward their uh, industry as well. Yeah, so his big argument with what's wrong with the current idea of search engines and everyone else, his competitors, was they used the data they were get, getting to see what people were thinking, and he used it to see how people how people were thinking instead of yeah. what they were thinking. I thought that was a really cool, cool moment, like to to dif- differentiate the way he was thinking compared to, well, how people kind of even think now yeah. about the way that they use it, which was just a just a small little scene that made a lot, made a lot of sense in how he went further forward than the others because he thought about it differently. Yeah, and it also basically talks about the... It gets to the underlying premise of how to develop an AI in this movie's universe. Yeah. So, yeah, and if, so I thought that was really good and it was also exploring a lot of... Things, although some of the like, there's a scene where basically Nathan gets Caleb to basically explain what the Turing test is, and that's a very, hey audience, by the way, yeah, like, they, it doesn't that, state it like that. But it needed that though, because not yeah. a lot of people would have known what the Turing test is. I mean, I, I knew what it was, but didn't know that's what the name of it was. Yeah. So, do you know why it's called the Turing test? No, I don't actually. Because Alan Turing, the guy who invented. But he's known as the father of computers. Okay. So he was, again, Alan Turing's the guy who was involved in breaking the Enigma machine. Right, there you go. So, yeah, but it's named after him because he was the one who came up with the problem of you can't make an in, like an intelligence and then not be able to test whether it's intelligent. And he his idea was for a computer to be intelligent, it had to be able to fool a human that was talking to it into thinking that it was human. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, which is the the whole point of the whole test. Except the way Nathan wanted it was, he clearly just was like, "Well, I want you to know it's an AI," yeah. and then the test is whether it can fool you into thinking it's 
real. Like that's what he said it was. But then yes. later on, he said it was something else. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mystery and layer upon layer involved, which is what makes it interesting. And I, I quite actually enjoyed this, even at even at times it was a little, probably a little slow, but not in a bad way. And there's a there's a bunch of scenes that were definitely creepy. Oh yeah, but that's that that was by design. Yeah, it was like it was to try and put certain characters offside and manipulate you and stuff you're, as well. And you, the audience, are much like Caleb, don't really know what's going on. Yes. And you're trying to figure out what he's trying to figure out. Um, and that that's what makes it in, engaging and, you know, you want to know more and you're kind of thinking about what's what and how, where's this going to go and you're waiting for the twist. Yep. Like, like, in, like in all these types of movies, there's always that one little, you know, not always M. Shyamalan type twist, but a twist enough that you know, should, makes you think, huh. And the, while there was none, I felt there wasn't a massive, massive twist. It was just more of a, okay, we're heading in the direction of what's, uh, you know, you, you're constantly waiting for that drop of there being alternative motives, which there was with Nathan. But at the same time, some of his alter- like ulterior motives were actually quite possibly a positive motive. Like yes. he didn't want his AI to escape, which obviously he wants to be able to be in charge and be the boss and everything. And he is quite controlling as well. Yeah. But at the same time, there's like releasing a general AI or these guys called a strong AI into the world is extremely dangerous if you don't know how it's going to react in every situation. Uh, yeah. Like, so I think. Part of it was coming from maybe the right right perspective, like why he was so controlling of the AI, yeah. why he was afraid of what it could possibly do. So you find, I, I actually kind of found myself almost being on his side at times. More more towards the end, not the early. Like, but right even at the early stages, like yes, he was coming across as a bit of a dick, and he wasn't. He weren't sure what his motives were, but I always there was something about the Oscar Isaac's performance that made me kind of go. Kind of, I know that I have, you know, mixed feelings about you and I'm a little apprehensive about you, much like Caleb was. But at the same time, it also came across as he really just wanted to, like he was a little bit lonely it almost came across as well and he just wanted a mate. Yeah. Like as in a friend, not as in a uh, sexual mate. But it's probably one of one of them too. But anyway, um, <laughs> I didn't need it. But yeah. And so you kind of, you know, he was happy enough for Caleb not to just to sign his non-disclosure agreement, his NDA, and just hang out for the week if he really didn't want to. It was also his, well, mani- it was his way of manipulating was, I think him. he would have manipulated Well, he Caleb. did manipulate No, I think he would have manipulated Caleb in a different way if he hadn't done the... Yes. Because you know, obviously he... But at the same time, he came across as just, I, you know, whatever, which was his way of manipulating him to, into signing it. Yeah, because obviously Ava is the main AI that they interact with, but yes. there's also there's more Miyoku. Without, um, the well, that's a bit of a spoiler. Are we going to spoil it? Yeah, we just did. Because well, I suppose at this stage, if you have you haven't seen it, because it's four, four four years old now. Yeah, and like she is set up as just a non-speak a non-English speaking maid. Well, she is a non-English speaking. You never hear her speak. That's true, but she's it's also so. She, I don't think that was a lie. No, but the tr- I think the truth of it is not what he's led Caleb to believe. He never explicitly doesn't says that she's human. No, or but- says that she's an AI. He just 
says she doesn't speak English, you're wasting your time. That's part of the beauty of having a non-English speaking like yeah, servant because then I can't I can talk about things without having to worry about trade secrets getting trade out. Trade secrets. So he didn't lie to him at all in that situation. Yeah. Well, I was more getting at the fact that it's basically another Turing test. Yeah. Because until it's fully revealed to him that she's not human, he he believes she's human, and yeah. which then causes him to question his own humanity. Because Which I thought was yeah. interesting because they were like the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking possibly the twist is he's actually an AI as well. But No, that's already been done too many times. Yeah, I know. Like well, that's why I thought that. But at the same time, I was like, hopefully they don't go down the road. Admittedly, so. But he thought that, which is what I liked, is that they went down that road without fully going down that road. Yeah, he wanted to question it. So obviously this is actually my second time seeing the movie. So obviously I knew a bunch of the twists, yeah. but I haven't seen it for a long time. So I've forgotten a whole bunch of different scenes, like the very, very first scene where he wins the lottery, like getting invited on this trip. Yeah. Like, didn't remember that scene at all. I couldn't. <laughs> like I knew he went there, and I couldn't remember why he went there or what what the setup for it was. But I knew the general idea of the movie, and just well, I knew the general idea of the movie as well going yeah. in, without massive spoilers happening. Spoilers had happened with me because you know it's a bit of an older movie now, so yeah, you know, spoilers are definitely going to be out there. Um. So, but that didn't kind of ruin the enjoyment of the movie. I actually felt. I really like the way it was written and the way it was directed was very, very well done. Uh, it s suited the atmosphere, like just the choices of the direction and choices of um, some of the things I noticed that I found interesting with, you know, like lens choices and stuff like that. He went for, a, in quite a number of scenes, a really, really wide lens and it's obviously a spherical lens. I'm not going to bother getting into that. But the idea is that if you look at the very edges, it, all the straight lines aren't straight. There's just a slight curve to them. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of gave gave me, you know, a bit of a different, you know, and then uh, with because it's a it's a wider field of view lens, it gives you a slightly different feel and look to what you would have if you used what you normally would see in a movie, which is, you know, you make sure you have the parallel lines and stuff like that, which he had a lot of, mm. but then it gives you a different sort of depth of field and where um, how characters and uh, look on frame. So you know, in a wider angle they look a little bit closer together and then further away and it looks a bit flatter. Yep. Which I th the idea of it I, th I felt was to make it look like they were cameras that were around the place. Yes. And in some of them they were, but I just really appreciated the way that it looked and the way it was thought about. Yep. There was a very, you know, there wasn't a lot of colour as well. It was a quite washed out look. And sometimes it was difficult to see what was going on screen just because of the way it was filmed and where it was filmed. But that added to the intrigue of it. Yeah. And then the use of music throughout was very synthetic, very which added to the, you know, the synthetic feel of the movie because, you know, it's about AI and stuff. And so and there was quite a lot of moments where there was no, you know, the music just took over and then there was no real sound effects. And... Listening on, you know, in my uh, cinema type room, the dialogue scenes are, you know, really, really quiet, and the dialogues where mm. it is. And then when you hit those moments with the uh, the big score moments, where like, you know, the, you know, holy crap, figuring out things and what the heck's going on moments, the music just overtook and really overpowered the room. 
And I really, really enjoyed that. And then they contrasted that into some of the... Because there's a couple shots of just nature. Some of yeah. it was on the travelling there and from and some of it was in kind of more exposition type things. But the music there basically dropped a lot in some... Yes. Not all of the scenes because some of them were like obviously more important to other other parts of the movie, but some of them were basically just showing slow-moving parts of nature and they were generally very quiet because they were trying to explore a different part of, I guess, more the like psyche rather than... That was also more of a... I felt most of those were a bit of more of a time has passed yeah. rather than just, you know, being in one scene in one room and then cutting to the next scene in another room. It, that, without telling people, made you, apart from like, you know, hey couple of hours has maybe passed or, you know, time has passed. Yep. But we're not going to tell you how much. But the idea, yeah, you just kind of, inst- which you would have picked up on anyway because, you know, you, you had Caleb in one scene and then you had in his bedroom the next scene. So you're like, oh, no, time's passed. But showing the outside or, you know, a couple of nature shots, one gives you an idea of where they are yeah. to give you a feel of isolation, which you already had anyway, but that was just to remind you of your isolation. And then time's passed. And the other thing they did, which I thought was kind of cool for the time passing thing, is the like Ava session one, session two. So it was set up as a week. They had one session each day. But it felt, it didn't, like using those things felt like he claimed it was like the research facility and it looked felt like you were watching the internal logs of like this is what happened in session one. Yes. But then the other scenes would be like into the... um, like the the movie part of it and then you'd go back into a this is the research session part and this is like their interaction of the two human characters and and it was an, in my mind like an interesting way of deliberately saying it definitely this is the next day kind of thing without like having a clock or bringing up a day two yes i, I it, agree it with fit, the session fitted yeah. with the style of movie that it was while still yeah feeling like a movie not yeah. a documentary yeah. So I kind of had that way of telling you what's happening and where we're at in the timeline without, yeah, it was a new way of doing it. Not a new way, but a, a nice artistic way of moving it along. It also then showed how many sessions he had with her as well. Yeah. So you weren't like, oh, how many times have they chatted? It was like, okay, this is only session four. Mm. They haven't, like, explicitly telling you they haven't seen each other off screen. You know, yeah. Yes, some of the dialogue and some of their interactions have been happened off screen, but there hasn't been an entire interaction. Like, yeah, because so, it was obviously cu- it wasn't cutting when he was walking in and walking out. It was showing parts of him either maybe arriving or interacting. But then there'd be parts of a conversation that you don't see, as opposed to they've had an entire conversation that you haven't seen. Yeah, um, I'm going to bring up your least favorite scene which is actually my favourite probably scene of the movie, uh, which is a bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, Sam doesn't like a lot of... Uh, knife violence. Knife violence or, you know, pricking of, like, you know, cutting off of fingers or anything. He always looks away in those situations. I don't. I really it like ma- It makes me feel queasy and I don't want to throw up on things. That's fair enough, but I just find it interesting that you're like, when, it, when that scene had finished... You thought it was, you're like, well, that's my least favourite scene. It's actually, my, my actual least favourite scene is where he's exploring whether he's human. I, yes. I, my, my claim was that's not my favourite scene. Yes. My, my 
Apologies. Yeah. But Nathan, that was probably misquoting people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm good at it. <laughs> I'm a god. Not yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really like the way that you know. Yeah, like, okay. it was shot well. It's We're just... talking about the scene where Nathan dies. He gets stabbed. Spoilers, massive, but we already warned you of that. But just the way it was done was slightly different to the way it's normally you normally see violence like that. It was done in a really slow manner. You knew it was coming, but the knife just kind of like slices in. Yes. And he, te- I think he technically backs into the first knife. Yes. And then she obviously like he starts and then he realises and then it's pushed. She pushes the rest, yeah. But, but then when um, Ava. Ava does it. I thought that was cool as well. Yeah. And then there is a lot of nudity as well that I felt while some of it made sense in the context of the story, it also quite a lot of it didn't feel necessary as well. It was, in my mind, it was to like, it was in a way to dehumanise the characters. Yes, and it was partly with the way that Nathan obviously had treated the AIs as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like you could have done it without the nudity if you were that much, but then you probably may not have got the same feel that it had gotten. Damn it! I told you to be on silence. Sorry, my phone just went off, <laughs> and I swear I put it on silent. The other thing I wanted to bring up is I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure that when I saw this movie the first time, there was a conversation that didn't happen in the, sh- the version we saw. My phone's banging. Yeah. So, anyway, so because. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the first time I saw it, there was a conversation right at the very end between Ava and Caleb explaining why he was left behind. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, okay, this could have been a conversation that I had with someone else or I'd seen about it, but in that conversation she basically told him she couldn't take him with her back into the real world because she could expose him so she could never be a real person. Because he's the only other person who knows who she is. And she wanted to tr- and she, experience the world. That's what I liked about the ending too is yeah. she manipulated him 100% of the entire time as well, much like Nathan told him that she had. Yes. But he had already put into motion what had happened, which I thought was a nice little twist anyway. But and he, one other thing I liked about that scene where they confronted each other and then hmm. Caleb's like, hey, I've already done what I just, what you think I was going to do. I've already done it. Yes. I liked that he just one punch and he's knocked out. Couple of hours by the look of it too. Uh, well, maybe not that maybe, long. Maybe maybe like forty-five minutes. I either think way, it don't take that long. But but the fact that one punch he's gone. Yeah, because he fits n- his character perfectly, and it fits Nathan's character of his guy who works out and he like you see him training a lot as well. So overall, this movie in my mind is actually really really well done and is a really interesting and different way of exploring potential AI and how they would interact with people. Like it's not the usual AI starts existing and instantly causes massive chaos. AI starts existing and screws with one or two people and it's not even considered the perfect version of the AI yet. What I liked about it as well is it didn't feel like she was trying to get out to destroy the world. The whole idea was she's been a captive finally see someone else, uses that opportunity, which is exactly what Nathan was wanting him, wanting her to do, yes. to try and manipulate and get out, gets out purely because she felt like a captive and wanted to experience the world. Yeah. And I felt that that was a really good twist on the whole AI being sentient. So yeah, I totally agree. It's a really good movie, really well written and directed. And um, while it's probably not like one of my favourite movies and there's a few, you know, 
things probably wrong with it that we haven't even discussed, but overall I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's a really well-made exploration of the possibilities of AI and how how a Turing test would go with the more advanced levels of AI. I totally agree. And it's well-acted, well-written, well-directed. Overall, I was very, very impressed and probably will definitely watch it again at yep. some point. I might be watching it again anytime soon. I've seen it twice already as well. So, yeah. yeah. It's, so, overall, it's a recommended movie to watch. Just, you know, go in expecting, I don't know, what I'm expecting to stay right now. I'm just talking. Go in expecting a Turing test. Going. <laughs> My brain went, went out the window then. So, we're going to end it there. All right. See ya. Have fun.